What is up, everybody? Happy 2018. This is our first show of the year. We are back at it. We're going to be talking about H&M's racist ad and a lot more on Black Hollywood Lives this week. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. We came in on some real R&B. I don't even know. Like, this is this like you got to like, do the old what school. Do you, do? you, you got to do the 90s. Oh, 1991. I should be watching you guys. You got to do the 90s. <laughs> and I'm saying you dripping in finesse, girl. Uh-oh, dripping in uh-oh. finesse. I see you. Uh-oh. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, I can do that. Uh-oh. See? You got to bring it. Trey trying to get the... Trey's like, well, I'm going to lead into it. Uh-oh. Oh, you took it back with that. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> uh uh, got a little Bruno Mars finesse. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives this week. As I just said, it's our first show of the year. Welcome, welcome I'm not hyped to be here. I'm excited. We got a lot of new people on the panel today. Uh, well, Jesse's not here. He's working for four weeks on the, on the four. four. It um, comes on tonight. It comes on tonight, so check it out. I heard it's a great show. Uh, but uh, Courtney Stewart is back with us today. Hello, Giving guys. her black sexy goddess today, I see. <laughs> That's bring right, it, y'all. I did that on purpose. Yes. Black and powerful. <laughs> we got our girl, Camilla Poindexter. Hello, everybody. Happy 2018. Thank you. It's, you know, you got your You, got your you know, I got my little, gold nails. I got my nails. double bag and eyelashes. Yeah, you yeah, bring in the, the glam today yes. to the studio. Yes, and my red lip. Really and you got to catch her soon on her new show on BHL, too. Yes, so. coming soon. Woo-woo. Coming soon. And our very special guest today. We've had him on BHL before, but, you know, we can only have him on certain times because he's always busy, you know, producing, working filmmaking, yes. you know, creating new talent opportunities. Our boy Trey Haley's in the house. Okay. Welcome Thank back. Thank you for coming back in. Appreciate you for bringing me in, man. I'm excited. Always good to be Black Hollywood Live. That's you know? right. You wore your black shirt for Black Hollywood Live. We yes. all came in there uniform. Hey. Tell Camila. I know. I know. I didn't get the memo. You know, I just had to be different. You know, the light-skinned folks, you know. You know, yeah, we got a little different. You know. <laughs> we cut from a different cloth, <laughs> you right, know what right. I mean. I love my light-skinned folks, by the way. <laughs> all right. So, you know, I'm going to get in trouble by saying it. I you know, know you'll do it, Darian. I just, I just said it. Don't you start. Here we go. Here we go. We back at it, y'all. Let's go. All right. Courtney, we are back at it, and I have the stories because Jesse's not here, so I got to take it off at the top. We're going to celebrate and be super excited because I don't know where y'all been. I don't know if y'all prepared. I don't know if you got your outfits, but y'all, Black Panther is coming (laughs) soon to a theater new you on February 16th. And not only is it coming soon, y'all, they already released some tickets. Uh And apparently, the Black Panther love is so strong that Black Panther has... Broke all the records for oh. Marvel movies and in terms of pre-sales, and everybody was like, "Wait, what? 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 You can't get tickets for some of the opening shows already. So if you ain't got your ticket already, you might need to look for a smaller theater. Maybe not with all the extra. I don't know what you call that stuff. DMDX, <laughs> Super Sound, Brown Town, <laughs> whatever. You gonna have to go to like the little theater IMAX. if you want to go that first weekend because the tickets have sold out. And if y'all don't know what Black Panther is, and you watching this show. I ain't going to judge you. I'm going to just let you know that it's a Marvel movie. It's got all black folks in it. <laughs> Chadwick Boseman's in it. Angela My baby Bassett. daddy, Michael B. Jordan, is in oh, it. Angela Wait a minute. Bassett. Angela Bassett. Oh, my God. Lupita's in it. In fact, Lupita said, she just did a, a, a uh, was it a tweet or a Facebook Live mm-hmm. where she said she tried to get tickets and she couldn't even get she tickets. She couldn't even get tickets, y'all. It yeah. sold out. Yeah, it sold out. And I want to give a shout out to a man by the name of Frederick Joseph who launched a GoFundMe in New York because mm-hmm. he wanted to... Um, um, bring some of the black children at, at the Boys and Girls Club to, you know, get a ticket and be able to go see the movie because he thinks it's very important for the culture, and it so is. Sweet. And uh, he set a goal to raise $10,000. He's raised almost $30,000 already. So he'll get all the tickets. The kid's going to get some snacks at the movie theater, and whatever money's left over is going to go to the Boys and Girls Club yeah, in Harlem. And, and Fandango uh, said that it smashed the ticket site's records for a Marvel movie pre-sale ever. ever. Yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. I mean, just ever, you know. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I mean, is this this is what the most anticipated black movie probably of all time? I think it's the most anticipated movie. We ain't gonna call it just a black movie because it's for everybody. It is, but I gotta you know I gotta take in the black cast and the black theme and the you know I want to own that too. I own that too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying I want to own that. Too. I believe and I receive that also, but I mean just like we all 
of color go and see these movies with all these white folks in it. I feel you. Mm-hmm. The white folks need to go on and see it. It's not because when you say black movie, they be like, oh, it's one of them, like right, you know, right, right. it's a Medea movie or something right. like that that only the black people want to go Madea see. Movies. We love them, but I'm just saying people will put them in that box. Right. They're not. This ain't a black movie. It's a dope action I comic book movie that everybody should see because it's great, not because it's. Mm-hmm. I feel you on that. You know, Trey, are you excited to see it? So, I'm. Okay. I, I remember seeing the trailer of it. Um, I think it was last, sometime last year during the, I mean, during the NBA. Oh yeah, the NBA. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. I s- was walking by the screen when the trailer came on. I was like, and I stopped. And then when after the trailer came on, I sat down. I said, I'm sorry. I know we're watching this game, but I got to see, see this that one more time right. because see it again. I haven't seen something like this that. Sh- Got me this excited since coming <laughs> coming to America or something wow. like that. Ooh, like, you took it back to like '86, something like that. You know where you see something and you're and like, you're hype. "Yeah, what am I looking at?" Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was it was like an experience for me, and I've been following this thing ever since. And it looks amazing. It looks yes. amazing. Can't it looks wait. Amazing. So get your outfits, get your tickets, we get go your cousin. Can we go? Can we get? I, can we? I will. Can we? I need some people to go because I got a lot of friends. There. I am sure yeah. that oh, we probably will be covering the carpet. So, well, I, and I, my next one's going to be, can we go to the premiere? Well, let, let me yes. work on that. Let me work on that. Come on, bro. this nice little black dress going on. Yeah, I'll put on something yeah. little and cute and everything. <laughs> you know, I'll even work the carpet if you need me to. <laughs> you must really want to go there. Because <laughs> I ain't normally the answer. <laughs> You hit Courtney up, but can you do this cover for me? Oh, oh, sorry, nah, I can't do it. Nah, <laughs> Courtney, nah, not a plans. fan of the red carpet. I got, I got plans. Sorry, nah, uh. <laughs> not a fan of red carpet. Well, we gonna move on though, because considering not being a fan of certain things, there's somebody that is not a fan of something that most of the country seems to be perfectly fine with at this point, and that man's name Jeff Sessions. And if y'all don't know who he is, you've been under a rock too. But he's the Attorney General and getting on everybody's nerves, including my own. So over the holiday, uh, he basically so. Y'all know that, you know, marijuana has been made legal in what I think it's nine states Mm -hmm. uh, across the country. And in about in 29 states, it is legal for medicinal purposes Mm -hmm. because somebody figured out, ooh, we can use this for medicine. What a concept. (laughs) Okay, well, (laughs) we sort of accepted that that's kind of like the trend and we're all moving in the direction of legalization, sort of, even though there's people that are kind of fighting it still. Well, Jeff Sessions not only fighting it, he just putting a big old brick wall up because the federal government obviously has not passed the law saying it's okay so one of the challenges is if it's legal in your state but the federal government doesn't think it's legal the federal government can still come after you Mm -hmm. so they've had previously as it has become legalized in different states they've had a hands-off policy at the justice department well little jeff sessions decided well i don't like this and people that smoke marijuana are all going to be drug addicts and die and he decided he wanted to enforce all the rules on the books about marijuana and treat it like a drug just like heroin cocaine and everything else and he has encouraged all of his prosecutors and everybody to go after marijuana incidences with full force. Even though we don't legalize it in most right. in all these states. Yeah. And he thinks that's a great idea. But the thing that's really interesting about this is something that many of us may not know. Last year, the FDA approved a synthetic THC drug. Mm. Like fake weed? Fake weed, y'all. Wow. And there is a company that has full control of this particular drug and they are the only company allowed to make it and they have full power and control over what price it should be and it is to be used for marijuana patients. I mean, marijuana patients, cancer patients for, you know, different... But the biggest thing is that it helps cancer patients when they're going through chemotherapy, getting rid of nausea and things like that. <laughs> and so this company, which is, I believe, in Arizona, as soon as I find the name of it... Okay, the name of the drug is called Dronabinol, and it was also known as Syndros. And the company is in, uh, it's called Insys. And basically, they can put the price of the drug at any place they want it to be because they're the only company that's allowed to um, sell it. And right now, it's ranging from about $1,000 to $2,000 for a... For a monthly <laughs> supply. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, that's still $2,000 that's still a lot. money. I mean, yeah, I wish you just get a cheap right. dime bag somewhere, <laughs> right. but anyway. <laughs> I'm done. So, anyway, this company, it, they have sole control over this, and in November, they release that this drug will be considered a Schedule Two drug as opposed to a Schedule One drug, which makes it fully legal to be used. It's considered um, medicine. It's mm-hmm. for medicinal purposes. And therefore, the DEA can go after all these little marijuana dispensaries mm-hmm. that's selling, you know, regular, you know, marijuana that you grow in your backyard. But Insys can produce and sell 
their synthetic THC drug. That's crazy. See, it gets really tricky when you're talking about (laughs) marijuana because then you have, like, it's still a drug, but then you have it where it's legalized, but then on the other hand, it's still not legalized because they said, well, I read up, it said the Constitution was designed to protect the states and the people from Washington, D.C. to overreach and um, for every uh, federal politician to wear oath to uphold it. So, Mm -hmm. basically, they're setting us up. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) To to let you... That's why somebody said, are you going to get you a weed card? No. No. Absolutely not. It's definitely dangerous at this point now that he's put the Justice Department back in everybody's backyard. Right, right. And I would just be afraid of them having that information. Exactly. Like, I don't, I'm not going down to the neighborhood and saying, hey. But here's the thing, though. 64%, there was a poll that was done on Politico.com. So 64% 64 of Americans support medical marijuana. In 1969, it was only 12% that supported medical marijuana. So you've seen how it grows. I think it's just, it should be moderated. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I think that you should be able to buy it uh, if that is your choice. But you should, we, we, it somehow should be moderated. Because I, my only fear is like, like younger kids just overusing it. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, they're going to be able to get it anyway. So if we kind of keep it, you know, keep it under control in some regard, you know, I, I think it's fine. But, that's because I hear now that you can you're eventually going to be able to go to like CVS and Walgreens yeah, and buy told me that a too. lower Ralph's. dose uh, and Ralph's <laughs> and buy like a yeah. you know just like you go get uh, Flowing A's mm-hmm. you know you will be able to go buy this or if you need like you know how they do what Sudafed D the right. special strength you have to get it from the pharmacy you may have to go get it from the pharmacy I think those are ways that honestly you know you mm-hmm. can moderate yeah. it, but but. I, you know, it's a fine line because it's like I also feel like we're putting a lot of this tax money into all these programs to stop it and all everything. And it's going to it's it's out there now. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, just let it be out there. Just control it a little well, bit. Well, they are controlling. Well, it. that's kind of the point. No, but they I mean, want... control it in the sense of of the, the amount that's being distributed, the amount that's right. being distributed. Yeah. because this synthetic to me, that's a like that's like a some type of like. Something else Weird. to get you no, it, it's having some other type governmental of governmental. Well, that's the, that's the point. Conspiracy. It's, it's the to, pharmaceutical to lobby. Once again, but then how does that? What's the? <laughs> what does? What's? What is it going? How is it going to affect other people from not? You know what it's? What the pro is? What's the kind? Anytime right. you mm-hmm. create something man-made, it always has a kind, right. um, which the FDA has proven they don't really care about the kind. But that's that, yeah, then that's what a lot of people are, <laughs> are not aware of. They're like, right. oh, it's the FDA. They are watching out for the consumer no. and making sure what we're getting and what they're putting on shelves yeah, is something FDA, FDA that approves no. half, uh, half the food you eat at fast food restaurants. Exactly, exactly. What the hell? It's so funny because right. it's like I've never heard from my experience of doing the paper. I. No one has ever died off of marijuana. Yeah, you know. I, I've never. I mean, I'd have to look have, at statistics. Has there any statistically well, like the, 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 pro- the problem with marijuana in America is it's co- connected to a lot of elements that sometimes the government likes to put like a negative connotation to. Mm-hmm. But right. yet, when you go across these borders and marijuana is legal, the crime rate and all of this is is. Ten times. You too damn tired to go fight somebody or kill somebody, (laughs) especially if you take a um. What's what's the difference of the um? What's the the two different types? It's the sativa Sativa and uh, and indica. Indica. The indica gives you the energy, right? Sativa gives you the the makes you. I don't know the difference. No, the sativa gives you the. So the sativa is more of a head high, and it keeps you more energized, and it's more like rapid fire thoughts in your head. Uh, and the indica is more of a body high. All right. No. Yeah, indica is more right. of a body high, and it actually it, it increases your appetite as well. Okay. From the no. expert, see, and then, we have experts. Right. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. what I'm saying. And then you don't just get entertainment <laughs> news. You get, you know, your ganja you news as well. You gotta get your information. Yeah, and there's like a little difference between the THC and then the CBD, which is like the CBD is more yeah. beneficial. That's towards, what my friends like, do. Seizure patients I mean, and stuff like that. Yes. yes. Yeah. Now, the only thing I can think of, thank you for that, Anthony, by the way, um, for the people who did not know, because that is very, you know, informative. informative. Um, now, I could see how the government may try and say that the cause of, say, someone smokes and then they get behind the wheel and they get into a car accident yeah. that's you know or, or some type of accident like they you know fall or whatever that may be and <laughs> hit their have head have you seen the the billboards I mean not the billboards the oh yeah the, Amber on the, on the, on the it doesn't say it's drive drunk it says don't, don't drive, drive high what it says driving high drive high get a DUI get a DUI I actually saw that over New Year's and I was like whoa hey yeah I said what happens to the drink and drive okay no high no high well 
Regardless, I encourage everybody to pay don't attention. Yeah. Do anything while driving. D- don't do it. That's number one. You're Uber. right. Don't Uber do nothing left. while driving. Uber don't left do right none of that while Pick up your phone. Don't you know? drop your phone. Right. Not encouraging any of that, no. but I do want to encourage everybody to pay attention because it is not a coincidence that that drug was approved in May. It was moved to Schedule 2 mm-hmm. in um, November, and suddenly after that, Jeff Sessions is saying, guys, we're going to fully uh, enforce those marijuana walls, um, laws and get people put behind bars. And for all the people in, like, I believe in California, we, um, a lot of people that were put in jail for different marijuana offenses mm-hmm. were able to Come submit on. some kind of appeals mm-hmm. for their cases. Who knows how that's going to affect their cases if federal right. prosecutors are allowed to step in. I think that's do you a not, big piece of it. Right. And do you not remember the fact that our jails are already over, oversaturated like, and overbooked? Like, people that and, have and marijuana that money is being spent well, for that. And Obama was already trying to change that. some things up. But, you know, I know, we you we know. need a slave labor population within yeah, the exactly. country. Yes. But we, we, don't, we won't talk about that. But we're going to move on. We're going to move on to the next story. Look, we can talk about this topic all day. Right. Well, this topic we've been talking about, you know, since last year, since all the horrific allegations started coming out, um, starting with Harvey Weinstein and a plethora of others that came after. So um, the hashtag MeToo movement has been obviously in the news and all over social media. And um, even last week at the Golden Globes, it's like moved to the next level with the Time's Up, hashtag Time's Up movement. So they're actually, you know, people are actively trying to make changes in the way that we do business, especially in Hollywood and eventually hopefully across the country in all businesses. Um, but there are some ladies that uh, are detractors for the Me Too movement. Um, it's interesting because the Me Too movement has moved overseas. Like there, it's a global movement. People are paying attention. And over in France, some ladies got a little upset with the Me Too movement, and they basically did an open letter in Le Monde, which is the newspaper over there. And uh, a prominent French actress, Catherine Deneuve, she's a little bit older. She's, I believe, in her 70s 70s. I think now. she's like 73-ish. Um, so they put this open letter. I'm, I'm going to try real hard not to laugh because this is serious, but <laughs> some of the language of this letter just had me like, girl, what? Um, so... <laughs> Um, So here's some of the uh, language in the open letter, and it will sort of explain their position as to why they think that the Me Too movement is problematic. Uh, the Me Too, uh, the Me Too campaign say they are saying it patronizes women and summarily punishes men for minor misdeeds, which only plays into the hands of hashtag. Um, I'm sorry, hashtag quote Puritans. Quote, men have been punished summarily, forced out of their jobs when all they did was touch someone's knee or try to steal a kiss. Instead of helping women, this frenzy to send pigs to the abattoir actually helps the enemies of sexual liberty, religious extremists, and the worst sort of reactionaries. It is the characteristic of Puritanism to borrow in the name of so-called general good, the arguments of the protection of women and their emancipation to bind them to the status of eternal victims, poor little things under the influence of demon patriarchy, as in the good old days of witchcraft. Wow. So she signed this letter. She was like, that's what I feel. A bunch of other women. They were a little over. It was a few hundred women at this point. Um, They've signed this letter saying that the Me Too movement is actually not very helpful to women and all we're doing is severely punishing men who haven't done much wrong. And the letter concludes by saying, (laughs) rape is a crime, but insistent or clumsy flirting is not, nor is gallantry a macho or macho aggression. I'm sorry, nor is gallantry a macho aggression. A healthy society, men should have the indispensable freedom to offend and bother women. Mm. Now, as strange as it kind of sounds, some of what she said is not far from some things I've heard out of other women's mouths in this country mm-hmm. in terms of women like being feeling like, yes, okay, the Me Too movement, women do need to speak up. And, and let's put it out there right now. I don't believe anybody so far as being like, oh, rape is not a thing. Once it's, when it's rape, it's rape, you know? But there's a, people that have I've had conversations with or women that I'm like, Really? And they're like, well, I mean, if you don't, like, where do you draw the line? Like, who gets to decide and why all these women get to just say this stuff about these men and we're immediately punishing these men and pushing them out of their jobs and doing whatever. And there's been no due process. There's been no, like, proof proof that this happened. And why should they be able to do that? And then who gets to decide? Like, is it just women that get to make these decisions and blah, 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 blah. Let's have this conversation. And where's the line? Because yeah. what's flirt? What's too much flirting and touching and where where 
all those lines. And then I got yelled at on Twitter because mm-hmm. I was like, I I wonder, that letter made me think, does it this Me Too movement slash Time's Up movement place men in a precarious position? And then I got yelled at over Twitter, like, well, if they're not doing anything wrong, then they don't have anything to worry about. But no, that's, that's not that's entirely true. Actually, like You can come in here and just like how you came in, introduced yourself, I gave you a hug, put my hand on your shoulder or your leg. You can say that's sexual harassment on my sure. part, you know? So it's just a fine line. It's between, such a fine line. Because... I'm such a friendly person. Me, my personal self is like I, when I meet people, I hug people. Yeah. Some people don't hug people. Some people think it's weird, you know. But coming from my family, where we hug people, we, I love you. You know, we go in and out of the house. But some people find that a sexual harassment. Like, yeah. don't touch me. Yeah. So it's like, how can you sit here and say, "Oh, I sexually harassed you just because I had a conversation"? All I thought was I was talking to you. Right. You know. Right. Now you taking it as far as like out of context and saying that I try to molest you is just it's crazy because I've gotten people that done things to me and it's like I know this is sexual harassment yeah but have, did I tell them oh this is th-? no because to me at that moment it didn't feel like I was threatened or felt like I was just like oh my god he's gonna rape me yeah so where do you you know it's a fine line then I it's mean, like oh I want the job but he didn't give it to me so now he sexually harassed me right I mean it, you know it's like kind of what you just said it's, it's the proof that's involved I mean obviously you know, unfortunately, this Me Too movement needed to happen because if a man is a man or a woman, but a man is making any woman feel, you know, less than or, or sexually harassed, he should be completely punished for that. I fully believe that. Now, the fine line is the fact of where where is, you know, a lot of it's just like Netflix is going through it. You know, um, uh, Danny Masterson, um, a couple executives were fired from Netflix after Danny Masterson's case of five women, I think, or around mm-hmm. five women have reported that he had raped them. And uh, a, a, a Netflix employee was at his daughter's soccer game and was approached by one of the victims, which he didn't know was a victim at mm-hmm. the time. And she said, why, you know, why is Danny, why is uh, Netflix still having ties with Danny Masterson? And he said, basically, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said, listen, w- you know, we don't know that the, the victim's telling the truth in a nutshell. Right. And he didn't know that was the victim. The victim took that and he got fired, you mm-hmm. know, and it, it's like a fine line. It's like those things are happening. Like a lot of people are being let go of their jobs. Now, if you do something, if you're Harvey Weinstein and, you know, I hate to say it, but Russell and all these other people, <sighs> you know, you you should go down. But on the flip side, I'll use Russell as an example. Russell has taken a lie detector, right? A polygraph. But and you can he, pass those, right? And he passed those. He has said that these none of these incidents were rape, okay? Where we... He's being blasted, which he should be if he did it. But where is the like? Where? How do we really know that these Proof. things happen? So they're calling this is, and I and I can see this word being used. It's a witch. They're saying it's a witch hunt against men because you've got men shook now. But then what? What's the end result going to be? Mm-hmm. Every every man loses his job. You know what? What do you want at the end? But I understand you want to change. But what is the end goal? And how is this going to be? moderated and and controlled because it could be anyone just coming in saying whatever Mm -hmm. and then I I don't think that every man is guilty I I, you know do I think a lot of them are sure but I need proof I also need proof you know anybody can say anything I've seen people say shit stuff about people that wasn't true Mm -hmm. we see it all the time but I think you just answered your own question sort of because if we're okay so we something like rape even sexual harassment for the most part, is a he said, she said situation. The problem in our culture is that we've always taken the he said as truth. Mm-hmm. Right. Over the she said. Yeah. So right now, we are only taking the she said, for the most part, as proof. And I think that the the end all of that, or this situation will be, the fact that the she said is finally being given credence and support, that there will come a time where we actually listen to both. And sure. then we weigh and determine with a much more um, even sort of attitude about both. But coming into all of this, the she said was like here and the he Absolutely. said was always up here. The burden of proof was on the she said. And it's not fair that that ever existed because the burden of proof should be on both ends at this point. Yeah. Because it's a he said, she said situation. But then it goes, and I want to hear what you have to say, Trey, but then it goes to the fact of what Camille was just saying. You know, I, I think about it all the time now. I'm more conscious of it. I walked in here and one of our employees, Brie, I said hello to her and I kissed her on her cheek. And before I knew it, I got You're nervous. I got nervous. Right. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, but you kissed me? You ain't get nervous? I got, no, but I mean, I get nervous with you too. I've said this to you. I was like, I, I mean, we joke. Yeah 
about a lot of stuff, yeah. and now I just feel those you things. Are, I'm, I'm nervous to say anything, you know, and which I should be. But on the flip side, it's like, what's the difference of flirt? Like, if I kiss you on your cheek, or that's a di- difference to me. If I say hello to you mm-hmm. versus me patting you on your lower back, right. I mean, that's in a, you know, you come bring me my phone or a piece of paper and and, 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 and I pat you on the butt. That's different. you know, Uh, Right. (laughs) And I ain't going to say that. So, you know, but what do you think about this, Trey? Because you work in the industry as well. You know, you're you're around a lot of actresses and where do you think that this fine line is going to be and what do you think the end result is going to be? Do you think that this is something that is is hot a hot button right now and it's just going to kind of fade out or is this something that's going to change the game entirely for entertainment? It's going to change it. It's totally going to change it. Um, My business partner, Indy Brown, uh, is a, um, a woman who's over, you know, my business partner who recreated our company together. And uh, I can tell you, me and her were talking about this and even set etiquette. I mean, you have to have a conversation because there's a lot of loose conversation between the crew and the, I mean, hair and makeup. I've walked into hair and makeup before oh, and the conversation is real loose. <laughs> hair and makeup real, is real. That's the tea right that's there. Right. I like the hair and makeup. Exactly. <laughs> juice come out. And, yeah. and, but you know, you have to, it has to be on all, mm-hmm. everybody has to play right now because yeah. you don't know who, you know, it's all perspective. One person says something, nobody cares. Another person says something, they get bothered by it. You know, and you because and it could be the same conversation, just how somebody feels about it mm-hmm. feels different. So, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. It makes me, you know, you as a director, you know, I'm a very friendly person. I said, hey, how you doing? And I'm just like that to everybody. Right now, I just have to. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like a handshake is just all I can get right. Right. Second, or like, you know, it's what almost because, like, a, hey, yeah. hey, right, right, you doing? Well, I catch you later. The, you don't want to have anybody misconstrue any moment based on something now because of the heightened sensitivity of the sensitivity of, it. of yeah. this. And you know, even taking it back to some of these accusations aren't even some you know when you're leveraging your power over people and making and, and and that's a whole nother conversation how a lot of times men do leverage themselves putting women in awkward positions and and they play a fine line with that sure. um but but what's the difference between that and you know in the workplace whether it's in the entertainment business any you know corporate whatever they what if there is a mutual attraction or a man is being a uh, oh he's pursuing someone. I know people who somebody said no the first time somebody asked them out, and now they're married. Yeah, you know, yeah. and they say, oh well, you know, I like a some. You know, I think that's out the door too. Yeah, the persistence is about the to be out the chase. door. The yeah. chase is the new generation. This. It already switched. Well, I, anyway. I think I think but persistence now, went it, out the door when we started doing it, swipe it, to the right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying. Well, t- I mean, but now, <laughs> don't tell me that. But now I'm just it's saying. truthfully out, and now there could be. I mean, it just everybody has to be fully aware of the change that's truly going to happen. And men, I know plenty of actor friends that I have, male friends that they're like, oh, it's it's here now. How you doing? Like I don't even yeah. want. I don't, don't want to touch. I don't you. even want to. No, I don't even. I just it's hello. How you doing? Right. Nice to see you. And it's robots yeah. now, you know? It's yeah. robotic. Everything is it robotic. It sucks, because I'm um, such a loving person. Yeah. Like, what is that for me, for the person? I, I like hugs. Yeah, yeah. You know? I like to get energy. I like to feel the, you know? Yeah. You guys Fellas, stay continue. away from Camilla. No, I think it's, it's Fellas, true. Fellas, stay away from Camilla. It's rough, though. I think for I, actors, I, I, like, it's like, really rough. Because <laughs> actors, like, especially, like, you going into an audition, like... To be able to touch someone before, like if you're about to do a scene right. together or it's whatever, natural. like, right, it is, but yeah. it's helpful. It's an exchange of energy and yeah. by, and I get it. Like we're going down to the minutia of like, yeah, like no, we're. No. I don't want to like diminish <laughs> right. the awfulness that exists and has existed for many of years. But mm-hmm. human contact is something that we've been talking about is even growing in problematic situation. Like now because we always own our phones and we're doing this whatever, sure. and I and it's scary. Like I, I mean, obviously, I just think we're we're going way far to one side and we'll eventually come back to, to the more I think that's what's moderate happen. I think yeah. it's situation but it has to have the, the it, you know the sensitivity level everybody needs to put it into perspective yeah. this is happening yeah. so that now that people are aware it can create change and create a tone of different a different conversation that happens among right. everybody so that we can all understand the yeah. game we're playing with here and because there are people who will who can take advantage of me too mm-hmm. because they didn't like something that didn't Absolutely. happen in their career that's, and they can say you know what I got something for you I'm because yeah. you know so you gotta be careful with these I mean, that's where the witch hunt yes. yeah. you know term is being cause like used. when is it gonna be where a, a woman comes and I mean not a woman a man comes and says 
hey, she's sexually harassed. See, that's where I think that the turnaround is going to be. It's that's interesting what it's that like, you said that. I just that. had that conversation today. I just had that conversation too. I was like, yep. you know, it's going to come a time where it's going to be a woman, I mean a man, that comes and says, you know what, well, she were, you know, told me to suck, or she, she'll, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And put me in a compromise to, to put me in the, you know, yeah. to get the or, movie or whatever. Absolutely. Or they What's felt, happen uh, you know, that the woman was aggressive towards them in yeah. some form of a way. It's going to be like, yeah, I the woman's going to be like, oh my God, I didn't know I was being that yeah. aggressive. But I've been on set where women directors are very intense. Me too. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, ooh, you worse than the guy director, you know. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> you worse than the guy director. No, artists yeah, can, are yeah, intense. I mean, artists are intense. <laughs> yes, but I, I, I honestly agree with you, Camille. I think that's going to be a next wave of it, you know, if, it, if we don't cap it in some form of a way. For sure. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, is that all you have for us today, Courtney? <laughs> that was a lot. That was a lot. <laughs> I'm like, hey, that Listen, we, got got a to, we got a lot to say. We, we haven't been back more? in like a, a month. You know, I know. That was a lot. Was okay, a we're going to move on to our ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week. ER Web Story Spotlight of the Week. All right. I need to regroup after no, that conversation. Um, I, wait, are we doing H&M or are we going to Oprah? Which, Why do you not know? Because he had Oprah up there, but I had, you know... I don't I was actually. On H&M. I had to get on the internet. Pretty sure with H and M. It's H and M. All right, so we're gonna kind of shift the conversation a little bit. Um, H and M, which I shop at a lot. In fact, this jacket is H and M. How dare you? I know. I, I, I purchased it before. I purchased it before. <laughs> so um, they have been in the news this week, obviously, because of a ad that featured a young black model uh, with the caption of um, uh, "Coolest Monkey in the Jungle." It was a green hoodie that uh, the young model is wearing, and people went ballistic because, obviously, we know that we don't want no association of black people in the jungle, no monkeys, nothing like that. But the Swedish people who are operating H&M seem to not know that because this was presented on their online site. You could get the hoodie. They've recently apologized uh, as a corporation. They've taken the hoodie off of their online and you know uh, site, and also you can't get the product anywhere. Um, a lot of people also have been pissed off about this. So people have been hitting up, you know, their Twitters like Diddy and and uh, G Easy and uh, LeBron James, Jesse Williams went in because people are just like, how do you not realize that black folks don't like any association of being up in the jungle? We may wear cheetah, but we ain't no cheetahs. So you know, there's a lot of uproar about this. Diddy has gone on to offer the young black model. A million dollar contract with Sean John, which I have heard that he hasn't responded yet. Um, his mom is also the model's mom has also been in the news because she thinks that this is a little bit over the top, over the top, oh, and she doesn't like all the attention, the negative attention mm-hmm. that it's getting. Um, what do you guys think about all this stuff that's going on with H and M? And will you shop there ever again? I'm gonna be honest. I'm shopping at H and M still, and it's not because of the ad. It's because one, it's reasonable, and two. They have nice little clothes for my daughter. And I'm not going out and buying Gucci and all of these other brands. So why not stick to H&M? I, I get it. It's that coolest monkey in the, in the jungle. In the jungle. Right? Okay. They call us monkeys all the time. Right? We get it. We're not supposed to accept it. But I just feel like kind of like we did take it a little bit too far. I just feel like, I don't know. I wouldn't have. I don't want to see my child in no coolest monkey in the jungle. But I, I, I don't think that it should have been like so blown out of proportion but I feel like we got so much to grow in this country as far as like racism and everything that that's one small thing that we deal with on a, on a normal basis like we always been called monkeys and something like why is it such a big deal today right and I just feel like we've been getting called this for so long and we acting like we just don't know about it like okay the same person that's complaining about the coolest monkey ever is dating a white woman with kids so you get mad about like it could go so deep that I don't even want to <laughs> speak look, on it. Look, you, you just gave, you just gave some tea. We all had to show me. It's like okay, and I'm just being because it got it kind of touched no, me because you. I have my daughter and I'm like, dang, would I get mad? And it's like, yes, I would get mad. But then it's like, okay, you got all of these other things going on in the world, and we going on the we going just so big on this coolest monkey in the fucking yard, like. So much other things that are going on in the world that we could be focused on, and we worry about the little boy that clearly his mother didn't have a problem with it. Clearly, the director of photography didn't have a problem with it, and I, I get it, but it's just a fine line again. <laughs> well, I, I think I, here's here, I want to hear other people on the panel as well. I think that there should be a, um, I think it should be a, a as they've done, let H and M know that this is not acceptable. Um, 
I, I, from what I understand, I have a couple of Swedish friends, and some have worked kind of with H and M, and they said that you know, be there's a fine line of what Americans and what Europeans consider racist and not racist, and Courtney's looking at me with the side eye, but this is the, you know there are certain terms that are more uh, 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 race race racially toned in America than they are. In other countries. Now, do I think that this being the, the, the coolest monkey in the jungle, I don't know how when we they were sitting in a room and they decided, hey, we're going to use this little black kid, how no one in that room knew or was aware that this is somewhat offensive or very offensive to people of color or African-Americans, black people. Uh, I don't get that part. Do I think that it was something that they purposely did i don't know if i know think that they purposely did i think there's maybe an ignorant mistake mm-hmm. um but that's just my opinion on it Co- courtney what do you think because you gave me the side eye when i was saying oh, about the europeans we, i mean we've had this conversation a billion times before on to, uh, for other brands okay my biggest issue came when I saw the full advertisement and there was a white child wearing a sweatshirt that said survival experts right. standing yes. juxtaposed to the black child in this shirt. Right. Okay. This idea that calling black people monkeys is an American thing is not true. That's a global understanding. No, I, that is definitely true. Yes. Um, H&M has a responsibility as a global brand to check themselves in situations like this. And the fact that you didn't have anybody that caught that, is it minor? Are there bigger issues in the world? Absolutely. Do black people that have little kids say, oh, you're a little monkey, you're a little monkey climbing all over? Maybe they do. I don't know. It may, in that regard, it may not be the biggest problem in the world, but H&M is a global brand and should have people from a business perspective that have the cultural awareness to know that this might be problematic. Especially when they put the white kid right next to him. So I can't shop there because you're stupid, not because you put that shirt on that kid. <laughs> like it's right. because you didn't catch it enough to know, and maybe you didn't mean any harm. I would say that that may be true on a surface level, but on a subconscious level, I think that we are fully aware of imagery and thoughts about other cultures and things like that that oh it's not fun it doesn't bother us that we call black people monkeys anymore because we don't mean it like so maybe that's where you're at with it and maybe you weren't consciously trying to offend every black person on the planet sure fine but subconsciously i think that we have things that are communicated to us with images such as that that we decide oh it's it's not a big deal it's Mm -hmm. acceptable and it is a big deal yeah because it does matter and the fact that it's in the back of our brains that people who are not of color would put that on somebody and think it was okay is proof that it needs to not happen. Right. Like we need to not continue to service out those images like it's okay. Just like I think right after this, Adidas or somebody had the black kid running with Predator written right. across the front and he looks angry. It's like, and that was a, I think that was a United States ad. It was, yeah. And I, I mean, with black children being shot in the street for wearing hoodies and stuff like that, you have this intense image of a black man with Predator written on the front of it. You don't think that communicates something subconsciously to people? I it don't does. Think they think. That's why. But, right, but they, that, no, no, that's, it's their job to think. That's, that's no, they do. Saying, but right. it's their job to think. Agree, Adver- and it's advertising. To, so to say that they don't think is bullshit because advertising is all about psyche and all about understanding what changes people's minds and what makes people want to purchase things and what makes people want like that is the whole point was it true of that they went on an 80 percent sale somebody told me that they went on sale because well I, oh you know, right after right after well they snapped they took it down they took it down pretty quickly because they, they, they took heat, it down because i seen something like oh <laughs> not funny but you know how they have memes <laughs> on instagram they're like you know all the black people are looking at each other after register like oh this 80 percent sale is going <laughs> right, on. Right. i say you know what i'm done with twitter and instagram today but the funny thing is this whole thing is like I was offended when I did see, uh, oh, sure. you know, yeah. and you definitely, I'm a, I'm a black American, proud, proud black American woman at that. But the thing is, like, they have this other designer or label called Bathing Ape, right? Right. No one complains about Bathing Ape. It's a big-ass fact, black monkey. <laughs> you know, and black people wear it. So it's like, I just hate that they're picking and choosing. Oh, okay, well, you put this on this person. But y'all wear a Bathing Ape with big monkeys on Adidas shoes. I mean, that's a good point. That's all I'm saying. I don't know who bathing is. I don't know what it is. So I, I have no idea you know what that's about. Am <laughs> I not right? The, no, the you're monkey right. is. We, I mean, it is a pick and choose. A, is but... it a monkey and they wearing the monkey? Yes, they yeah. wear. Well, if you choose to, I mean, 
But that's them calling him, right. like him okay, a monkey. I get, right. that that is, like, yeah. that would be like okay. when people yeah. were wearing Paul Frank. Like, should you not wear right. Paul Frank shirts because there's a monkey on it? Right. Yeah. That's, there's a difference. You're right. Like, I, 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 so I don't okay, know. So. But like, I'm not. But, but I, I feel understand what you're picking saying. and choosing because they're picking and choosing. But I'm just saying, if you don't want to be a monkey, don't put the fucking monkey shirt on. Right. Look at your black ass monkey. Like, if somebody said that. Right. Excuse my language. No, it's okay. You're allowed to cuss on this show. Trey, would you shop in H and M anymore? You know what? I I never thought about not shopping there or shopping there based on this. I mean, I've shopped there before. Um, but after but this. I will, after this, I will say I'm more aware of it. I, will, I mean, I think it just really comes down to what she said, cultural awareness. That, that I feel like there's, let's just put it the way, this way, there's other cultures that they wouldn't make a shirt. They would be aware enough to not play into things with shirts on other cultures that they would be aware of. And that they would probably get their whole company shut down right. if it was, uh, you know, some Jewish joke that was put up there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It would be unacceptable. Yeah. It would be a shutdown. And this is where the, I feel like the cultural awareness does need to come because they feel like, oh, there, it's nothing going to really happen if we do this. Yeah. You right. know, and then I think that's what it really comes down yeah. to. Um, and I do think that there people are aware of other things that people do wear that people have not had a problem with. And they say, oh, well, people don't, they wear this, people wear this. And so, but you got to be aware, you got to have people in positions oh, in, in corporate America, marketing teams that are aware all around of the sensitivity of different things. Because obviously we can look at this and, you know, African-Americans, we know our buying power is the is supreme out here. You know what I'm saying? So right. you, you playing a fine line with us yeah. on this. But, you know, at the end of the day, people are going to still go back and, and, and shop at yeah, H&M. Just will. like people shop at Target. People still shop at all the other yeah. stores that are still said stuff. But you know what it is? Just once again, as we were talking about with Me Too, it's awareness. Just people getting aware of people are still very sensitive about these things, and especially with our children, mm-hmm. because it... Uh, even though a child may not be aware of what that means for them, but like she, like you did say, I will agree that there are people out there that they they perpetuate a stereotype, right? Unfortunately, to this day, which is the bigger problem, that's you know, true. like you said, you know, they're c- continually using little signals, and that's the power of imagery. Imagery yeah. creates sub messages. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. that's the power. I mean. When I, I ain't gonna lie, when I first saw the ad, I was pissed off. But then I was like, "Damn, I can't shop in H and M no more." You know, I do a lot of red carpets. I'm like, I can go in there and get a little jacket, a little shirt for thirty bucks. I can't always, I can't go to Barney's all the time and yeah. Bloomingdale's. You know, I there, wait, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be the guy at the mall who's gonna keep walking past H and M until I see like about five black people in there, and then I'm gonna be like, "Okay, well, they, we cool, we good now." No, I'm just playing. I'm good. I mean, it, it's gonna take me a while to go back in there, but I, I am I gonna go in there probably again. I'm not gonna lie and say that I'm not. I mean, I. I, I, like I mean, it. I hate. I. It's kind of like Walmart. It's that quick and it's, buy. It's, yeah. I, I buy quick stuff. Like if if Dylan messes her shirt up while we're right. on the go, I'm like, ooh, seven ninety nine shirt. Boom, boom, boom. Right. right. Yeah. It's not like I'm literally just going to H and M and right. that's my go to store to shop unless right. I'm going. Like you said, red carpet, real quick, jewelry, little. Yeah. They have yeah, you know. our souls by the balls by <laughs> pricing. But that's America. That's America. But I would have loved to have gone in H and M the day after this broke to see if like the, the first black person who went in there, <laughs> like, like how they was like how, how they were shopping, they was probably looking at stuff like, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me not get myself <laughs> yeah. on the camera over here. Yeah, so yeah, sad. Can you <laughs> imagine like you getting caught with your homegirl like Right. Oh, no. Nah. You're, right. you're not supposed to be in. <laughs> you in H&M? You just told me that you wasn't coming. Right. You just was militant on Twitter, and now you in H&M? Oh, hell no. You know it's a yeah. couple people like that. Well, listen, at the end of the day, this here's what the good thing that came out of this. One of the good things is the fact of, yes, it, it's going to cause more awareness, and, mm-hmm. and I, it'll never happen again, I hope. Um, and then the other thing is this little kid who probably was maybe a buyout for his little ad that he right, did for H&M yeah. is now getting offered a million dollars and he ain't 10 years old yet so I, I, hopefully he accepts and it don't be playing with him get a boy's money get, yeah, get, a, get a boy's money Sean John got money. baby clothes little kid clothes they got everything. They got everything. They got you know, Diddy owns everything. Diddy still got his stuff going on because, right. you know, he wears suits. He got his suits mm-hmm. going right. on. But the funny thing is Nordstrom's, don't be playing. Don't make no mistakes. Nordstrom's. Yes. That's our store. Oh. That's true. Oh. Don't make no mistake. You know, right. see, whatever. Nordstrom's right. That's why I've given up on whatever. I read that <laughs> book right. last year and I'm messed up forever. Which one? Dark Money. Aw. Oh, wow. Let me write this one down. What is it about? 
Girl, you're going to be real depressed. We'll talk about that. All right. Okay. okay. We're going to move on <laughs> to uh, someone else who's making the like news this week. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey. Because yeah, uh, did you guys see her Golden Globe speech that she gave that has been ever since she Everywhere. gave it, everybody's been talking about it. We have a little clip of Look how it. beautiful um, she looked. Bear with us for about a minute yeah. and 40 seconds because I want you guys to hear the intensity Dang, of bro. the main part of the clip. <laughs> All right. Also know that it is the insatiable dedication to uncovering the absolute truth that keeps us from turning a blind eye to corruption and to injustice. To to tyrants and victims and secrets and lies. I want to say that I value the press more than ever before as we try to navigate these complicated times, which brings me to this. What I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we all have. And I'm especially proud and inspired by all the women who have felt strong enough and empowered enough to speak up and share their personal stories. Each of us in this room are celebrated because of the stories that we tell. And this year, we became the story. But it's not just a story affecting the entertainment industry. It's one that transcends any culture, geography, race, religion, politics, or workplace. So I want tonight to express gratitude to all the women who have endured years of abuse and assault because they, like my mother, had children to feed and bills to pay and dreams to pursue. I think we can end it on that. I mean, that alone, I was at a screening for this, and everyone was silent. I mean, because they were just in awe of her speech. Men, women, didn't matter. And after this speech, people have been talking about Oprah running for president because, you know, we already love Oprah. You know, it's my baby mama in my dreams. Um, (laughs) That speech was powerful. And I think that right now everybody is just yearning for that type of, uh, of 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 world and speech to, to 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 inspire us, and we're not getting that from our current president. So, of course, Trump Trump uh, has uh, challenged Oprah to a uh, to the 2020 election because he was upset that people were you know saying Oprah should run for president. It all started after she gave her speech. There was a tweet from a third party uh, company that was working with NBC that tweeted out something in reference to Oprah for president. And her, his son got wind of it, and his son was upset because he was pissed off at NBC because he said, you know, why are they promoting Oprah for president? It's disrespectful with his dad being president. And then, you know, Trump challenged her and said that he would beat her in a 2020 election. Ivanka has gone on to uh, tweet out something today that she, or not today, it was, I think, a day or so ago, that she got uh, reamed about. It said, just saw Oprah's empowering, inspiring speech at last night's Golden Globes. Let's all come together, women and men, hashtag time up, uh, hashtag united. And people not feeling Ivanka with this with this tweet. <laughs> what do you guys think about her speech, first of all, and what do you guys think about her running for president? Because I don't think, I mean, you know, I don't think Oprah got time to run for president. She's too busy ruling the world, so I don't think she, she got time <laughs> to run for president. But what do you guys think, Trey? I think... Uh I would prefer, even though I feel like it would be a very powerful image, I feel like she can be more powerful not being the president than being the president. That's my personal opinion. Um, only because once you get into that world, you being you get locked into what you have to do. We saw it with Obama. It was but it was so much he could do because it's not just you. You know, you got all these people around you, and then the power that she has, she has, which could go for her. You know, be a pro for her running. But Republicans, Democrats, all types love this woman. Mm-hmm. Once she chooses a side, she loses a lot of this, you know, because now it's political. And people, she's going to have to speak on things that she might not have ever voiced herself about. And now people may lose, you know, it, it's a fine line with that versus the power is in her hand and in her control completely, truthfully, the way she is right now. So I'm like 50-50 on it right now. But if she runs... I mean, I will tell you. I mean, I don't know who else is going to run. I mean, but, you know, I mean, I think she could be a formidable candidate. 
I definitely think she can be a great candidate. Yes. I would love her for my president. <laughs> I don't want Trump. No, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the speech is very um, powerful because, like, she's a woman, and a lot of people don't even. Res- I mean, in these days and age, a lot mm-hmm. of people don't give us the utmost respect as being women. And I just think that Oprah. I look up to her. I think she's amazing. I see her like just deal with so many different walks of life mm-hmm. to where she seems like she's the same person to everyone and I would just love to have her as a part of our country to bring us back to something like meaningful you know but as you said I don't think that she would be able to do what she wants to do because she would be stuck into like a bubble of what they want her to do so I think she does have more power not being a president but she would be beautiful. I waffle yes. back and forth. Like one, like after it happened. Okay, I saw that this <laughs> meme after it happened that I was like, "See, y'all don't know." So somebody posted a meme. I can't remember exactly what it said, but essentially it said, "Y'all need to stop acting like Oprah is y'all's mammy, about to save y'all from the dumb shit y'all done by voting <laughs> Donald Trump into office." And in that regard, I was like, "That's right. Her calling is bigger than the president and all the mess that is Washington D.C. right now, and she shouldn't have to come in and cl- try to clean up." that mess only for half of the people to start hating her and call out this that the other but at the same time oprah seems to have exposed all of herself Mm -hmm. um so whatever horrible things she's been through or whatever and can't tear her down because she's already put it out there for everybody to receive and accept and whatever so i think that maybe at this point in her career it would be like the next level of her gift to the world <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. to sort of bring us back to center. But at the same time, I'd rather her just run media companies and go win some Oscars yeah. and like continue to build and support whoever else would run. I think like people are talking about Kamala Harris yeah. and a couple other um, black women. So yeah, keep building schools and stuff like that because I do think that going to D.C. would be limiting very limiting. Yeah, yeah. But at the in same... In a different way. In a different, in a different yeah. way. Yeah. It's like yeah. beyond... Anything anybody has ever seen in their life. Yes. But yet at the same time, like you said, it's, it puts you in a box. It puts you in a box. Yeah. It puts you in a box. Well, and also I think, you know, as, as great as she is, and I think she can do anything, mm-hmm. I think whoever our next president is should also know a lot about just politics and, and, and the structure I of really our policies. I about that. And, well, here, here, <clears throat> I, I would like that to be the yeah. person. Um, I know we get excited on an image of someone and in my mind the image of Oprah is is genius as president I don't know what she does or doesn't know about all these different policies that are going on but on the flip side we have Donald Trump in the, right, who's president right now and he he <laughs> surely doesn't know right. about the policies so if he can do it anybody can um, but I agree with you guys a little bit more in the sense I think that what what she's done for just African Americans people of color as a whole as a media mogul it, 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 she, there's so much more she could do, and I feel like she's that. She, like I would love for her to stay in that lane, just because she's going to continue to build and bring in more educated people mm-hmm. and bring in more people who can do bigger and greater things, like she has, versus her being limited and stuck as a president figure, which we all know is pretty much just a figure, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And but kudos to her because just the way that she could lay down that speech and. And just okay. move the crowd and, and yeah. just, I mean, it was just, I'm sure she practiced it 50 million times, but it, it looked like she just pulled that off the top of her head because it was from her heart. And I, and probably yeah. was. Um, and just, she's she can do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah. I would just say one more thing. I feel like as much as like we're all kind of, I don't really know. I will say that I think that if Oprah were to run and become president... She would be, honestly, for the first time, the true realization of what I personally think forefathers tried to say and do with the presidency, claiming that any man, any person can be president of the United States. Even though, I mean, on a certain level, they had like some elitism in there. That's why the Electoral College exists to begin with and that kind of thing. But I think that her being president would actually be the full embodiment of that for the first time. Yeah. And it would be, again, amazing to amazing. sort of see. It and maybe be, uh, it, would, it, would be, it would break boundaries. Because the other countries, you know, people always say, oh, if a woman ran for president, could they be handled? There's all these countries overseas yeah. that have fem- women Absolutely. that are the head of their country. For years. For years. And that's just such a backwards concept to say, oh, Oh, can a woman handle being a president? When there's all, she'll probably be dealing with more of her own self yeah. <laughs> in other countries. Yeah. Right. But... Oprah has a warmth and a spirit about her that can break 
break boundaries. And that is the power that I think she brings universally. Um, and being that imagery, once again, as a black woman, it it just, it, it's so many layers that she's breaking for women. Yeah. The Me Too thing now is just boom. There yeah. you go. Here you go. Me too. We too. Here we right. can. We're all together. We can do this, and it just changes how people see things. It does. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, shout out to Oprah because she continues to build and to just you know, just Be set amazing. the standard. Just yeah. set the standard where we all need to step up and yeah. keep going. All right, we're almost out of time, but this next one is just kind of a mention. I, I just definitely want. I'm glad Courtney put this on the um, list of topics for today. Uh, we, we know the Winter Olympics is coming up soon, and uh, we have a first time in history, um, first black woman on the U.S. Olympic long track skating team. Um, her name is Erin Jackson. We're number one. She, she is. She became third, uh, the third, the third black athlete to make a U.S. Olympic speeding speed skating team. Um, she has. She's like blowing people away because she only started she skating started like four, four months, months ago. ago. No, yeah. Four months ago. No. Four what? months ago. Four, four months, months ago. ago. And you're going to the Olympics? She's going to the Olympics. Okay. Uh, what she, type of legs does she got? That's oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, skill. what was you doing before? Right. Like, what were you doing before? Skill. So that's true black girl magic right there. Right. Now. Uh, she started a t-shirt fundraiser, um, kind of like a GoFundMe account for her father because she wants her father to come see her skate in South Korea. So go support her if you can, you know, donate some funds for that. Um, but you know what? Go Aaron, man. That is, yeah, that's that's what it's all about. That's why, that, listen, that's what Oprah's set right. the tone for. <laughs> there months. you go. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Mm-hmm. Black girl magic right there. All right, that concludes our topics today. Mm-hmm. Trey, uh, I know you got a bunch of uh, projects that you're working on, man. I mean, I got—I had to write them all down. I mean, you got the family business, <laughs> No More Mr. Nice Guy, um, Women on the Edge, choir director. the choir director. Yep. I mean, you keynote speaking, doing workshops, man. What are you, like, the Black Ryan Seacrest? You ain't got time to sleep? <laughs> I really don't, man. I just feel like it. But no, I mean, you know what? I'm just doing my best to do to use everything I have to, to make change. To, to work my gifts and our opportunities that we can, you know, on the, on the filmmaking side and going into HBCUs and colleges, going like to Art Institute. I'm going to Bethune-Cookman next week to do a, a workshop with the students there at their communication school and show them. A lot of people come into this business and they, you know, you get excited and you get out here and you realize, uh, I'm not ready yet. You know, yeah, like it's, it's you just not, you're not prepared. But you could be a little bit more if we just stepped in there and show them like how these things that they're learning in school can truly be you know worked in the workplace here and what it takes beyond just the dream right. but the yeah. execution the vision the and how to actually make steps to make this thing work so that's Absolutely. my passion when it comes to speaking about things so. and then where can people find out about your, your projects that you have coming out yeah. like where um, they I mean you? obviously you go to our, web, our website is called it's, I mean our company is Tridestin Studio so Tridestin.com T-R-I-D-E-S-T-I-N-E-D that's our website and you can see all of our uh, projects coming up um, but yeah you know look out for the choir choir director be on Netflix when? this this, uh, this spring okay. and the awesome. family business will be out as well this year so those two look out for those and you know you can hire this Ooh. room right here we yes. all have oh, yes. doors we all we all we like bring it. You we, see the fire we, we bring on this week. Hard, we will man. work hard, yes. work hard. Hey. Yes. We bring it. We bring it. Yes. We bring it. Yes. Camilla, where um, can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, on, I mean, the real Camilla P. Um, Twitter, I am Camila P. And also I'm this week. Don't you have something? Yes, I have right. something coming <laughs> up. So Saturday, January 13th from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., I will be playing Lala in a movie called Concrete Jungle. Um, the director is Hala Williams Presents. It's a free movie pre- uh, premiere, so if you want to come out, get some free popcorn, see me, and, you know, get pictures, questions and answers. I mean, questions and answers is downtown Los Angeles, 251 South Main Street, Los Angeles, California. That's at the Independent Theater downtown. Hey. And I would love to see everybody. You know, this is one of my little first little independent films from being back from having my baby. So the transition is going well. And her baby is so cute. So cute. She's going to be a future little model she herself. She's definitely going to be a future model. We're going to get her on the uh, um, She needs to take her to Sean John. Show her to Sean John. Yeah. You know what? I need to go ahead and put her in a little... Uh, no, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> you going to put her in the, in the grape yeah, ape or whatever. Yeah, the ape. Like, like, put her in a little baby ape. Come on, baby. I'm just kidding. Yeah, but... 
great. Go y'all support our Saturday. Support our Saturday at yes. six. Um, I will hopefully be there. Yes, please. Yeah, I'm excited. Come, come on, yes, man. I think I have to work. But I'm anyway, excited. find me everywhere else at Stuart Starlet, all over the you know Instas and the Twitters and whatnot. Uh, you can find me at Daryl Kristen, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and also on Reels Channel, Broken Famous. Uh, I just did a new episode, Fifty Cent. So check that out. Talk about all his financial woes, and uh, you'll see us next week again. Actually, I won't be here next week, but you'll oh. see others here okay. uh, to talk about some great topics. Thank you, you guys for somebody. tuning in, and uh, happy 2018. Yeah, we'll see you soon. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Daryl Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff. We would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Are those The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.